Welcome back to Her Fantasy Football. Just says three sisters. <laughs> we can't stop thinking about fantasy football and winning. Sorry, this is our first live recording show on Google Plus and YouTube, so you're going to have to bear with us here. But thank you so much for listening again. You can check us out on iTunes and give us five stars and a nice review, please. You can also contact us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. And check out our new website. We've been working hard on it, HerFantasyFootball.com, to subscribe to us so you don't miss our rankings and fun blog posts. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Hey, hey, it's almost June and teams are forming. OTA starting up. <laughs> the draft is over. And as many of you know, all three of us were there this year. It was Hi. awesome. So fun. So fun. It was a blast cheering and booing, but most of all, meeting others in fantasy football and some of our friends that listen to the show. Yeah. Um, I was only there for a day, which is really, well, two days, only one day of the draft, which is really sad, but it was so much fun, and we were there for the Manziel craziness, um, Pow! which I think a lot of people think that people were cheering for Manziel at the draft. I did not get that impression. No. It was very much people cheered because <laughs> he wasn't drafted each pick. That was my fa- that was my favorite part was just the collective energy of complete strangers hating on one person for no good reason. In particular, a woman that was sitting behind us. Oh, she was fabulous. I swear <laughs> she was on the internet trying to Google every fact about Manzel not being drafted. Yep. She's like, boom. She was so happy. I think she was there with like her son. Yeah, yeah, he was way more Who, chill than she was. She oh, was like, yeah, eh, she, whatever. I, he was like comatose. He was like, whatever, yeah. I'm at the draft. And she's like, Johnny Menzel, I hate him. Devil. <laughs> I just, and it, I, I can't even remember, wasn't she a Giants fan, maybe? It was a team that was clearly not going to draft Johnny Clearly not in the Menzel. She had no investment in this at all. I, I didn't even know hatred. that she was cheering for a team. I thought she was strictly there. To boo Manziel. That, no, that's no. what I thought. Which wouldn't wouldn't surprise me with the line that we had to sit through Wednesday. Uh, I think it was just Johnny football craziness is why it was so intense this year. But nevertheless, yeah. it was fun. We got in. I would say down. my biggest memory is that all the experts that we talked to love Johnny Menzel. <laughs> yeah. love. love. I mean, like... I mean, you would think that he's, like, one of the greatest athletes to enter the league. I mean, they just were like, no, no, no. You don't understand. He's amazing. But all the fans, literally, we didn't find a pro Johnny Manziel person. Did you? I I don't remember talking to anyone that liked him in the entire Radio City Music Hall. No, I can't recall anyone that did like him. It was crazy. One guy was wearing his jersey. Do you remember that, Courtney, the guy that was in our... uh, little grouping with us to get our tickets. Right. And he said he just wore it to get an autograph, right? He doesn't even yeah. like Manziel. And, and to possibly be on TV. So he goes, I don't like that douchebag. I just want to be on TV. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. and I go, but you've had everybody calling you a douchebag for the five hours we've been sitting here because you're in a Manziel jersey. He's like, eh, if I get a signature, oh well. Oh well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Love it. But it was great. We got to interview Stefania Bell. Um, awesome. It's up on our site, so make sure you listen to that. She's great. 
And so cute. And so little. so cute and little. Tiny. Yes. Tiny little thing. Yeah. In case you guys don't know, the Williams sisters, we're all rather tall and, uh, you know. Full? Sturdy. I, I would say. Uh, Someone say sturdy? Yeah, sturdy. sturdy. Like, we're not like, none of us are petite. We don't have a petite person in the family, right? Yeah, like, I, our petite I wouldn't one, say we're sturdy. Well, we're not like, <laughs> I, I'm trying to find a good word that's not like, I mean, we're definitely, you know, fit people, but we're just not small. Like, no one in our family is small. No, but I swear, I ate celery for a week after that interview. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but her hands were little. It's just like this little Every, Everything about little. her was little. There was she one was thing just... that wasn't little, but. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Oh, Man, another, my goodness. Reason, another reason why she was just awesome. She was so cool. And we got to hang out with Adam Rank, which was great from the NFL Network. Yep. Hopefully, we'll be nice doing guy. an interview with him soon and get that up on our site. He was fabulous. I met Stank. Which was so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even like spit out his name when I met him. I was—he was the only person I was like gun shy with. Our parents were so jazzed because of the green chili he makes that he sells at Costco. <laughs> yes. yes, they love it. I tried to find it. it at Costco. We don't have it in Co- or in uh, New York. Maybe that's just a Colorado thing. Are you Sad. serious? It's really good green chili, actually, and gluten free. And gluten free. Oh. And gluten free. There you go. People. Is there gluten? Is there green chili that's not gluten free? I guess it's probably everything that's not gluten free. There's yeah, some there's... seasonings that aren't gluten free that they can put in there that would make it not gluten free. Or they mm. thicken it with flour. We just need to really Google Elizabeth Hasselback about this. She'll know. She'll, She'll know. know. Let's call her. She knows. Let's call her. Speed dial. <laughs> Um, but we met some people that we contact with on Twitter a lot as well, or we didn't meet them. Brandon met them on Saturday. Yes, Julie Bueller. Yes, so sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and the pro football guru, you guys. It's, like, just so fun to meet people and to just know that, like, they're great. And um, if you go to profootballguru.com, you can check out all of his work. And then um, we have... Bueller's Day Off, which is actually Julie Bueller's radio show. She's a primetime sports radio host in California. Love That's it. That's amazing. So um, she's really busy right now because the Clippers are in trouble. <laughs> Say what? With the Clippers. I've heard no I news know. about the Clippers. I'm what sure no one's heard about, about the Clippers. This is a fantasy football show, but there's a problem <laughs> in California. <laughs> and, and it only gets worse and it's not if you just add Anderson the Oakland Raiders. It's not just the Raiders. So. Oh, crazy. Well, it was a lot of fun. So if you haven't gone there, it's like the one free thing that the NFL does. So I suggest doing it. Do and it you up. know what? Her fantasy football would not be the same if we did not start off our show with more money, more problems. Mm. Yeah. Shoulder move. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So many problems. (laughs) So uh, we'll start off with kind of, I don't want to say happy note, because somebody tearing their ACL is not a happy note, but it's definitely the least dramatic of all (laughs) of them. So uh, (laughs) Sean Lee of the Dallas Cowboys, knee busted um, on the first day of OTAs. You hate to see that. That's a big bummer. Um, we also have the Ray Rice press conference. 
very Oof. interesting and apologizing. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the words that he used. Oh, he says, um, failure is not getting knocked down. <laughs> um, it's what you got, do when you get back up. Yeah. <laughs> you just got in trouble for literally physically knocking your wife down. Maybe different word choice, different word choice. And he also never apologized to her for hitting her in the press conference. Apologized to everybody else, but never said I'm sorry to his wife. She said sorry to him, but not vice versa. It was it was bananas. It was one of the worst PR things I've ever seen in my life. Who wrote that? And you know what? The league (laughs) needs to start taking a stand on this because there are more female fans now. And we're kind of done with violence against women. I'm just done with it. I'm done. I don't, I, I just, I'm not going to draft Ray Rice. It's, I'm just not going to do it. And frankly, if Jameis Winston becomes a Bronco, I won't watch the games. And I know that sounds crazy and I've been a lifelong fan, but I, I'm done. I just, you know, especially these blatant on video things. We have to, you know, it's like, that's okay, but Michael Sam might be a distraction because of who he dates. I just, you know, pick a distraction, people. If you're gonna, if you're against distractions, that's okay. But getting arrested for beating up your girlfriend should be a distraction, at minimum. Like it should just be a distraction. I don't understand, and it's on video, so it's not even like um, he said, she said, or you know, innocent until proven guilty kind of stuff. I, I just, I'm, I'm a little bit miffed at the fact that just people let it go. You know, well, Brandon's not, not going to draft him, and many other people aren't going to draft him. Therefore. You can might get him at a, for a good value late in the draft. People, late, I'm just late saying. Around, late. He had a bad year Courtney last year. Courtney looking for He's, the <laughs> silver lining yeah. out of a lose-lose hey, situation. Hey, you know, we we want the NFL to change the rules and what they do, but until they don't. The funny part is he had notes on his cell phone that he was referring to, and I'm like, who wrote these notes for him that didn't put in an apology to his wife? It's, cra- it's crazy. Crazy. Well, speaking of other... Sorry. He's not sorry. Well, we, who knows? I, I'm surprised she agreed to do this press conference. That's the weirdest part. She's just sitting right there next to him. It was a very it, it's weird It's all very Kobe. Everybody was weirded out by know. it. It was not kosher at, at any point. So. Yeah, everybody's, everyone's acknowledged oh. what a weird, awkward press conference that was. Yes. What is also interesting is uh, T.J. Ward tried to bring his own booze into a full nude strip club, and then when the bar he asked the bartender for a mug, and when the bartender told him he couldn't bring his own booze in, he picked the mug up and chucked it at the bartender. Uh, a got female ar- got arrested for that one. Yeah, another woman. Man. This show is not starting on the right foot for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's Men hop on over. subscribe to Xanax so much more frequently yeah. than they are. I'm just saying. Just, like, take a chill pill. Relax. I Clearly, mean, I'm T.J. No, Ward didn't need any more alcohol in him. Well, I'm no connoisseur of the nudie clubs, but I'm pretty sure you've never been allowed to bring booze in. Rule number one. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I mean, you can't bring booze into a bar. Why would you think you could bring booze in to where you see naked ladies? It may actually be even rule number one above no touching. It's literally rule number one. <laughs> yeah, I, probably. 
that's for, how they make that's how they make their money. And for our new listeners, we usually don't hate on men, love women kind of thing. No, this is just what's in the NFL news, people. We don't we don't news. write it. We don't we're not there. It's just what it is this week. Sorry. So we'll we'll end on a non man hating note of Mr. Manzel and Gronkowski going to Vegas. <laughs> Why anyone cares, I'm not sure. Apparently, this is a big deal. You can't go I to know. Vegas. Everyone's like, turn them apart. I don't get it. I don't get the it. The only thing that I care about is why weren't the girls in those photos naked? You know? Like, they clearly right? didn't get the TJ Ward memo that, hey. Nope. They learned nothing from Harry. They <laughs> no. learned. No. <laughs> Come no. on. Come on. You guys are, you know, professional football players. But I don't, I mean, what I don't understand is, I kind of liked Manziel's approach. He's like, yeah, who cares? If, if it doesn't affect my play and I'm not in the middle of OTAs and I go to Vegas with some buddies, why do you care? I don't care, Johnny Football. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Mm-mm. Nope. I hope you got a deal on your no. hotel. That's all I have to say about that. Well, I'm sure he did. He just won't get in trouble with the colleges anymore. Right. Uh, you know, we love talking I, to you guys between podcasts, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook at Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. And Brandon always pulls out all the fun social media stuff. So what are the questions this week, Brandon? All right. Well, from at BamaGal underscore in Texas, that must be hard. Stephanie Bernstein <laughs> asks, what rookie will have the biggest impact? And my answer is, I think it might be Jason Morrow, the tight end from the New York Jets that came in this year from Texas Tech University. Because I think that uh, Michael Vick likes tight ends. Geno Smith likes to be a starter, so he'll have to learn to light a tight end, <laughs> and uh, I think they're going to use him. I, I think that uh, there's a possibility of him playing a pretty key role. I mean, they brought in Eric Decker. He was a star wide receiver last year. They brought in Chris Johnson, star running back from last year. Bring in a new tight end. I think they're uh, kind of cleaning house in uh, a new and fun way. Interesting. We always love the circus in Jersey. It's good. So good. I'm going to go with Bishop Sankey, if I said that correctly, I hope. Yeah. He, he's a running back drafted by the Tennessee Titans. I don't think he's the best running back, per se, there. He's not that he's not good, but he's just the lucky one that got drafted by the Titans, who have no running back. So they've got Sean Green, who has proven to be pretty useless over the last few years. So he's basically going to roll in in the starting role. So, I mean, he's really the only running back that's kind of guaranteed on a silver platter a starting role. So I think that's kind of why I think he will have a pretty large impact out of the rookies. And I like Mike Evans for Tampa Bay. He's a machine. He's huge. He's just... (laughs) I just love him. I love him. He's already making huge catches in practice. He's on the perfect team to be successful. I love his quarterback. I love his coach. I love his team. Go Mike Evans. <laughs> That's where I'm at with that. Nice. I don't know if you uh, all recall, Tampa Bay is the new hot spot, the new hot tip yep. on her fantasy football. Yes. So you'll be hearing that a lot. Uh, next, uh, at Richard, as in R-I-C-H-U-R-D, 
Nice. Mm. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> it is, it is, isn't it? Uh, Richard Hernandez asks us, Doug Martin or DeMarco Murray in a 10-team standard league? Well, I say DeMarco Murray because I think the Cowboys get it now and they understand what they have. He was the seventh overall running back last year with 1,121 yards and nine touchdowns. And he also racked up 53 receptions for 350 yards and a touchdown. And uh, I think it's going to go up from there. I don't have a problem with Doug Martin, um, but he did get injured, and I'm just not quite sure what's going on. Ladies? Yeah, I feel like DeMarco Murray is definitely the safe bet, but I feel like we haven't seen what Doug Martin can really do. Yeah. And, again, Tampa, Tampa Bay is going to the Super Bowl, guys. The box, so. the box. <laughs> What did I tell you? This is what you're going to hear. It's the new hot ticket. Um, I'm, but I'm like really jump on the gravy train. I would, I would pick Murray. I'm really torn because I don't like putting any money at all that, with anything that involves Jerry Jones, because he it's will hard. inevitably screw up anything that you've got going. It's true. It's, it's what he does. It's what he does. But including your ACL. Uh, yeah, but you know they. It took them a while. They Sad. were kind of they were riding the the Murray train last year, and then they hopped off for who knows why, what reason, and, and then they realized, oh yeah, we actually need to incorporate him. He can catch. He can. He's a, a rusher. He can do it all. So I think the safe bet would be Murray. But kind of with Courtney too. That I don't think we've seen all we can see from Doug Martin. And I'm intrigued with Lovey Smith being there. What that might do opening up the game plan for him. Neither one's a bad choice. All right, and then at the Jason Neal, uh, he asks, "Why are you all so good at what you do? Because well, well, aren't you the cutest?" <laughs> Women. Right. I was going to say genetics. <laughs> also the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all have the tomato, same Tomato, tomato. Yeah, it's not we just all... that we're women, but we're all Williams. <laughs> That's the short answer. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Not but thanks so for the vote awesome of confidence. Anymore. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good question. So last month we picked which NFL teams we would each be covering on her fantasy football draft podcast because I haven't catched that show yet. So just a real quick recap. We each pick our 11, me 10 teams uh, to cover for the year and therefore we can cover them more exclusively and give you the best information on them. But Brandon had the Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars, San Diego Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, New York Jets, Chicago Bears. Ashley got lucky girl, Miami Dolphins, (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers, Houston Texans, Denver Broncos, Washington Redskins, uh, Detroit Lions, Atlanta Falcons, St. Louis Rams, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee Titans, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I got New England Patriots, Baltimore Ravens, Indianapolis Colts, Oakland Raiders, New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings, Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys. So if you ever have any specific questions, you can always reach out to our personal handles on Twitter. And we are all so excited to do our fantasy football draft. So let's get started talking about fantasy football. There was so there was so no denying that there was some serious Johnny football frenzy before and after the draft. Ooh. Ashley, do you plan on drafting any rookie quarterbacks this year? No. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't plan on drafting any rookie no. quarterbacks, no. as it turns out. Um, but Four I'm also dolls. not any like super deep leagues anymore. Um, a few years back, I was in some 14 team leagues, which is a little bit deeper. In which case, then maybe. But yeah. then there are definitely better options out there than reaching for Johnny Manziel. I'd, I'd probably go Bortles if I was going to go with a rookie quarterback. Um, even Bridgewater over Manziel got a better chance to play. Um, but now let's talk people I actually would draft at potential quarterbacks since we're not drafting yeah. the other ones. Not doing that. But keep in mind that we are choosing players from our selected teams that Courtney just went over. Um, so by no means are the people I'm saying in this pick people that I think are the best option for this year. I'll make that clear <laughs> with my taste. But Peyton Manning is aside from that. So Peyton Manning should be a no-brainer. Obviously, he had the best season um, of his career and the best season period of any quarterback in history. So you can't really top that. That's pretty solid. So even, you know, Peyton had only half the season he did last year. That'd still be better than majority of the quarterbacks out there. So he's definitely somebody that I would um, pick up. I mean, don't expect him to produce the same numbers as last year, but he'll still be solid. He's the man. Um, Matthew Stafford. This one's hurts Courtney that she doesn't get to actually follow him anymore i know she loves him i know but you know the Detroit lions made until you get to the end of the season right yeah Mm -hmm. exactly well the big flip off uh, Mm -hmm. the detroit lions they made some changes to the coaching staff in the offseason with stafford in mind you know trying to get a better fit for him to find somebody that's a little bit more able to hone his skills kind of get the best and the most out of him they can and Stafford is a talent, even while not having the best season last year. <clears throat> 19 interceptions. Um, <laughs> he still is the seventh highest scoring quarterback in the league, with even all those terrible interceptions and very inopportune times. But you clearly don't cover Eli Manning. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. I know. Like I know. Small small number. 19 is still a lot of interceptions. That's, I mean, it's no Eli, but Eli's like the outlier when you're talking like the actual like bell curve there. But True story. Um, you know, he's got the tools and plays and the people around him to possibly skyrocket into the top five this year. I may even say he could be a top five quarterback this year. Bold. Bold prediction from saying it. And then my third pick out of my teams would be Matt Ryan or Robert Griffin III. <laughs> I had to do a slash on this because I, I was very torn to which player I think might have more of a bounce back here. I think they're both going to bounce back. But Matty Ice had an atrocious O-line. Like, did you guys watch any of those games oh, last so year? Sad. Like, it was yeah. sad. So, so bad. But clearly. And all of his receivers were on the bench. Yeah. All on Injured. the bench. All yeah. of them are hurt. You, you go, you got two running backs that basically did absolutely nothing. And, and no O-line to help the running backs out or to help him out. But, you know, they clearly saw there was a need since their first round pick was an offensive lineman. So they're well aware they need to address that. So, you know, with his whole supporting cast kind of letting him down, it was just kind of a bad year for him. But he's a great quarterback, and I think that he'll be back this year. Because Julio Jones is back. Julio! I love him. So pretty. Roddy so Lee back. Pretty. You know, uh, they're going to be in a good place. So, mm-hmm. and they got a new, they've got a new running back in the mix, too. So, who knows? As for RG3, there was nothing but drama on, the, on and off the field with him. So, the question would be, is if a new head coach change will be enough to kind of wipe away the disaster of last season because there was issues in the locker room and off the locker room because of all the drama with the head coach so we'll see what happens with that but if 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 that was the issue then he'll have a pretty good year without all said i'd probably go matt ryan on the two of them 
Nice. You know, I do the quarterback readings at rankings, and I was low on the two of them. And I ranked Matt Ryan at eight and RG3 at 10. Everyone else says RG3 is a top seven pick. And I just was like, I can't. He has to be in at least the double digits for me. Because everyone thinks Gruden's going to go in there and make him a passing quarterback. And I, I don't know. There's going to be some work to do with them. Yeah, he for needs sure. to emotionally prove it to me. Well, his big issue for me was that he had teammates throwing him under the bus and it, it, yeah. in press conferences. That's that's not just a head coach issue. So that's why I'm intrigued no, to see. A, that's the owner's baby. baby yeah, him. what portion of it was actually an issue with the head coach and if Gruden's going to be enough of a change to fix things? We'll see. I'll tell you what doesn't yeah. need to be fixed. Andrew Luck. Hello. Well, some things <laughs> need to be fixed with Andrew Luck. <laughs> Neck beard. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> okay, we don't fantasize about Andrew Luck while you're uh, sleeping. Who does? But no you one. do on your football team, people. He was amazing last year, and he didn't even have a healthy crew to work with. You know, he threw for 3,822 yards, had 23 touchdowns, and only nine interceptions. Talk about interceptions, people. Only hot. nine. Solid. It's Especially because he was interception central the year before that. He was throwing so many Yeah, picks. and, you know, his top receiver at the time went out. I mean, it just, you know, he did very well. He also ran. I didn't, you don't pick Andrew Luck to be a runner, but he had 377 yards and four rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's Got money for fantasy people. Mm-hmm. You know. That's one more than, or that's. Uh, eight more than Russell Wilson, who we think, or three more, I'm sorry, than Russell Wilson, who we think is the rushing touchdown guy, right? Is the rushing guy, touchdown right? guy. No. Yeah. No. 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 Andrew Luck Gotta does pay it attention. all. He even does the two-point conversions. He's yeah, got more two-point conversions than everybody he else. He owned the two-point conversion he, last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't like him because they beat the Broncos last year, but it's a new year. It's a new day. And I'm all <laughs> about Andrew Luck, people. I'm all about him. So here's him. Great pick. Love him, love him, love him. Tony uh, Romo has some serious weapons on his team with Des Bryant, Jason Witten, Terrence Williams, to name a few. I had to get Des Bryant in there for my uh, husband. I didn't like, talk about him in the wide receiver write-ups, but I did need to add him in here real fast. My husband's no. obsessed slightly, just a little bit. <laughs> um, but the best part of Dallas's offense is in every position is their defense is awful. So the Cowboys are on the field a lot. That's good. Romo has to throw the ball because he's always trying to catch up and keep it a good game, you know? So it's good, people. They have a new offensive coach. It's going to be a good year, I think, for Romo. I think we're going to see his numbers going up. And Andy Dalton is in a similar case as Romo with a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's more of a run-first offense. But this means that A.J. Green is going to open up because people are going to be blocking the run, and we know what A.J. Green can do. He is a monster. And, you know, Dalton threw for almost 4,300 yards last year and had 33 touchdowns. He's pretty amazing. Big season. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, he's not a runner, you guys. No rushing touchdowns. He's Don't no expect Andrew Luck. that from him. Yeah, no, no. But, I mean, to top off, he threw a, Okay, this is not good. 20 interceptions. So, you're talking about 19. Dalton did score 20. But he ended up in the top five last year. And I think he's going to end up in the top five again this year, guys. Dalton's good. You can get him lower in the draft. Um, love him. So... 
I love all my quarterbacks. Oh. Yeah, people really dropped Dalton in their rankings big time. Yeah, I don't know And I kind of was like, I'd like to see, well, because of this whole new offensive coordinator situation and people think that Cincinnati, like, are on the brink of being done with him, which is interesting. Um, But just for for everyone who loves rushing quarterbacks, um, Peyton Manning had negative 31 rushing yards (laughs) last year. I can't ever talk about quarterbacks without bringing that up. Just putting that out there, negative 31. That's impressive. Breaks so, records uh, everywhere, people. Breaks he, records everywhere. It's, everywhere. It's, <laughs> you gotta, I don't even know how he accrued that. Like, literally. <laughs> are those just sacks? Did he literally not run at all? And those are just sack numbers? I'm not even quite sure. Uh, anyway, uh, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we got all these we got all these new teams, right? So I was like, oh, I want to learn all about my teams. I'm going to be this really good her fantasy football analyst. And this is going to be fantastic. So I typed in the name of each team into the Google search bar just to see what popped up. I can't find anything other than Johnny Menzel for pages on Google. <laughs> pages. I was well, like, yeah, you guys, he went to Vegas. It's amazing. I didn't even, exactly. I didn't even get a clear picture of what the Josh Gordon suspension is like. Nope. Which is a huge deal. Because it's hidden in this, like, Johnny Menzel goes to Vegas garbage. I don't care. Unless injury prone is contagious. In which case, that's against contract, my friend, to be with Rob Gronkowski. Okay? Time. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, so here's the deal. Everyone in the Cleveland organization is going out of their way to squash the Johnny Menzel superstar. The superstar, not the player, but they're like, he's not going to be a starter. This is a blue-collar town. Wada, wada, wada. And they're almost like going over the top. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. They're kind of tearing him down. Well, they even told him, they're like, act like a backup. Which, by the way, I think backup quarterbacks still are allowed in Vegas. I don't know. I've only been there once. But um, (laughs) so anyway, Brian Hoyer versus Johnny Menzel. Brian Hoyer is actually from Ohio and a huge Cleveland Browns fan since he was a kid. He actually remembers crying when um, the Browns were suspended their operations between 1996 and 1999. Do you remember when they like went away? It was like this big skin. Anyway, uh, he started three games in 2013, and the Browns won all three of them, even the last one against the Bills when he tore his ACL. And they looked Other good. Other than that, and they looked good. They looked Other good. than that, the Browns were 1-12. Mm. Mm. That's not good. Nope. Listen, no one thinks he's the next coming of Peyton Manning. They just don't think that. But... He does know how to run an offense, and Johnny Menzel's fine. I don't have any problems with him, and I don't care about Vegas at all. Um, and he did pass for 4,114 yards and 37 touchdowns at Texas and at A&M. Now, it's cheating because in college you play against high school teams. Literally. I can't, I can't with the blowouts. Sometimes. sometimes. It's a tough time. Uh, but the whole situation feels wrong. So anyway, I ranked Johnny Menzel 28. I do think Brian Hoyer is going to be a starter, but I smell the Kyle Orton, Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow problem, and I just feel like Menzel is probably worth more than Hoyer because I think Hoyer will go out mid-season for him, whether it be fans or the press or just craziness. I think it's going to be hard on Hoyer. I wouldn't draft either of them. That's why the highest I ranked anyone was 28. There are 27 better options. 
don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, Nick Foles. I don't know what else this guy needs to do. I don't know why people, like, are so mean to him. He's the first quarterback in history to throw for over 20 touchdowns with only two interceptions. He only threw two interceptions all year. He's so solid. He's so good. He also... Do you think it's because he looks 14? That's why no one's taking him seriously? (laughs) I think they call him Nick Dynamite for Napoleon Dynamite. Yes! Oh (laughs) my gosh, he looks so much like him. You're so right. Yeah, that's so good. It's so good. Uh, Yeah, and so, and actually, (laughs) he threw a perfect game against the Oakland Raiders last year. I don't know if you guys remember Uh, that. Remember he tied with seven touchdowns with Peyton Manning? I can't even focus. I keep thinking Nick Dynamite. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. You guys, I'm doing a mock draft right now with a bunch of fantasy experts. No one's even talking about Nick Foles. We're in round four. It's crazy. You should, if you get him in round four, that is a steal. I think I might even be able to get him in round five. That's crazy. Guys, I can't. It's nuts. So get him. No one's respecting him the way they should. And by the way, did you know that Russell Wilson was the eighth highest scoring fantasy quarterback last year? He snuck in. He snuck in like the last. (laughs) Yeah, I know because I did did that ranking. Yeah. He snuck (laughs) in the last like two weeks. Prior to that, he was below the top ten literally until the last few weeks of the season. Well, it's interesting. He only passed for 3,357 uh, uh, yards and nine touchdowns, but he ran for 539 yards, but only one touchdown. Very weird stats. So that's why it's kind of hard to rank him. I ranked him 13, which seems low, but I feel like he's going to have to pass more, but I'm not quite sure if that's a good thing. So well, he's a little confusing. You know my feelings. Well, Percy's back, and I think that's going to make a huge impact. For on... now, it's almost migraine season. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Poor <laughs> Percy. I just I don't know why this guy has so many medical problems. Why isn't he getting the Botox? Hasn't he heard Botox helps migraine? You know, I, I, I ranked that. him high in the wide receivers because I knew I wasn't have to be ranking him for very much longer. So I was just like, put him really high right now. It's fine. Give him some street cred. You know. But no, it's not going to last forever. No, no. Oh, sad. Wilson, sad. And then he's going to be like the number one quarterback next year. Who knows? Who knows? Let's hope not. He's confusing. He I'm not confusing. saying don't draft him, but I think he's right in that. Is he a starter? Or is he a backup? He's, yeah. You, you know, be, right get there. Him for, get him for a backup. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to get him and a cutler. You know what I'm saying? I have a hard time like, starting anybody that consistently throws around 200 yards a game. It's hard. It's hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you only throw 200-some yards a game? I mean, I don't know why defenses even remotely bother defending a pass. I would just literally charge yeah. him all day. Aw. Sad. Why he's sad? very cute, and you can get an app, and he'll he's talk to you. He's single now, you know? Hey. Yeah, because he left his wife <laughs> right before he contract negotiations. Yeah, sad, sad Russell Wilson. <laughs> I think that's a loaded accusation. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. 
Allegedly. Oh, man. Too good. Too good. Let's move on from Wilson. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I'm still harboring hate for him for last season. I need to get over it. I'll pick, I'll pick, <laughs> I'll pick a new guy to hate. RJ3, you're covering him. Trust me. You'll get there with him. It's, it's very true. It's possible. Uh, this Who's draft, covering Cam Newton? Cam, I'm covering Cam Newton. Not me. I love Cammy Cam. Yeah. I love half him. the time. Half, half the yeah. time. Yep. Half the time. That's but it's a great right. half. That's right. It's Superman time. Um, you know, the, the draft was filled with very, very talented wide receivers, and the league is already filled with very, very talented wide receivers. So it's fun to draft wide receivers. There's a lot of options, people, a lot. Brandon, who are some of your favorites this year? Well, you know, it's interesting. I keep hearing um, that Keenan Allen is not going to improve. And I say, okay, that's fine. He was the 17th overall wide receiver as a rookie last year. So I guess if he doesn't improve, he's still a starter. Thanks. Um, Keenan Allen, San Diego, he was the only guy there. The only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Other than like Eddie Royal at the very beginning of the season. And then Eddie, he dropped off. Royal, and then and then there was um, Vincent Brown, who ended as the 87th receiver. So this guy literally was the only person people had to defend, and he was still the 17th highest receiver and in the whole league. And Gates, that's true, that's true. And now they have Ladarius Green, and there's a little you know tight end controversy going on there. But yeah, so he was a rookie last year, and. I just, I love him. He had 71 receptions for over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. I have nothing bad to say. And then this year, Malcolm Floyd is back. And I actually think that's going to be better for him. Now, either I don't think he's, I think he'll probably stay in the 17 range, which once again, great. Call yeah. me. Yep. I, I don't have any problems. But I think what it'll do is it'll open up the field, right? So now they need to also defend Malcolm Floyd. He did get cleared from his neck injury from last year that took him out. And Good. so I think it's on the up and up for him. And I, I'm into him. Uh, and then, I don't know. I mean, we didn't even rank anyone else from San Diego. No. No. Why, no would, one why would we? Yeah. So it's just, it's like, uh, I'm excited for him. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, someone else that I'm kind of excited about is Cecil Shorts. Now, stay with me. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are stepping away from the Justin Blackman multiple suspension Josh Gordon repeat situation. So he's going to be the leader of kind of the offense, and he's kind of considered one of the more veteran players now, which is very scary. Um, But they have uh, Allen Robinson, who's a rookie from Penn State, and then Marcus Lee, who is like, you know, this huge rookie prospect this year. Everyone loves him from USC. And uh, they're going to be the three starters. Ace Sanders will probably rotate in. Um, But you know what? Their head coach, who, by the way, is adorable. Have you ever heard this guy talk? Mm-hmm. You just yeah. want to play football yes. for this guy. He's just like, you know. But I, all of the word out of camp is that everyone's really excited. Like, there's a really good energy there. And I feel like they might be the sleeper crew. That, well, especially Bortles if you're deeply. I mean, Bortles is so, yeah. seems like he's nice and fun and inspiring, you know. They have a reason. Yeah. They got some of the yeah. new, new fresh meat there. Well, I think they're going to stick with Chad Honey, though. 
All oh. reports are saying that they're going to mm. stick with Chad Honey for right now. But Blake Bortles is totally okay with that. He kind of came in with the idea that he was going to be the backup. So I, there's no animosity, I think, would be the way to put it. Right. And there's no, like, weird it's a good Johnny Menzel, chemistry. Brian Hoyer thing. It's all very kosher. Everyone's happy. So I think they're kind of a whole set of sleepers, actually. Um, and then New Orleans. This is about style. Fantasy football. So, first of all, I like to draft a quarterback that I can play week in and week out. I don't like to trade my quarterbacks in and out for each other. It's very stressful for me. I like to have a position that's set. Same with my tight end, if I can do that, too. Wide receivers. I'm okay switching in and out. I'm okay with watching the waiver wire. But New Orleans would put me in the grave. And I have now decided I am not going to draft one. I can't handle the roller coasters. I can't. So Marcus Colston was the number one wide receiver last year for them. He was number 27, which was great, but it was boom or bust. He either had a fantastic game and was a top five guy, or he was in the 50s. But even at 27, he's on the cusp of not even being a starting wide receiver, period, in fantasy. And he's the number one wide receiver. he's their number one. Their number two wide receiver had only uh, 900... Oh, no. So he was the number one guy. Oh, I can't find my nose. Okay. But anyway, so he was the number one guy at, with 943 yards and only five touchdowns all year. Number one guy. That's not good enough. No. no. And now they have this rookie, Brandon Cooks, and everyone's going to be all like, oh, no, he's the greatest. He's the greatest. He's going to be the best. I- I'm sure he is. Every other week. Yeah. It doesn't and mean you're the gonna offense have to pick is going to be... yeah. So I just want to kind of warn you guys about the Brandon Cooks train. I wouldn't get on it if I were you because I'm not sane enough to do it. Maybe you are, but I can't handle that pressure. And every week with New Orleans, it's tough. Kenny Stills, Mm. my heart can't handle it. No. Too much. New Orleans can win football games, but they cannot win fantasy football games. Unless you're Jimmy Graham or Drew Brees. Drew Brees. You don't don't draft any other person from the Saints. You don't draft running back or wide receiver. Just don't do it. Mm-mm. They're the perfect example of game plan. Yep. And that's cool. Just not on my fantasy team. Nope. I want no part of it. No, thank you. Nope. <laughs> what, what I want, do want a part of, though, is Megatron. Doesn't Every everyone... part I can get. Woo! I that's love so him. Beautiful. Yeah. He is such a physical specimen, isn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Call I mean, me. He's yeah, a fantasy he's... husband on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Beautiful babies. Beautiful. He's not just a pretty face, though. <laughs> He's got an amazing body as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as we all saw in that car commercial. Uh, Thank you. I don't even know what brand it is, the, what the car is, but nonetheless. About him. <laughs> Thank you. Did you guys watch the Mad Men finale? No, don't tell me. Well, it's okay. This is a joke that's not going to ruin anything. But one of the guys that's, you know, one of Don Draper's nemesis called him a football player in a suit, like an insult. And I was like, oh, no, I know what that looks like. I've seen Calvin Johnson's commercial. <laughs> and it looks good. It was good. like the first thing in my mind, I was like, that was a terrible line because that's all I'm thinking about now. I can't watch this show. Gosh. Distractions. Calvin. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's a pretty good player, too, it turns out. Mm. Pretty damn good player. Mm. I mean, he's yeah. one of the top five best receivers in the league for years now. It wasn't like just a fluke. It's been multiple years. Um, he scored the third most fantasy points um, and was, you know, this was all during kind of a Detroit Lions 
meltdown, kind of collapse after that blizzard. Just complete, mm-hmm. utter, bad, just bad. And he still I was can't. the third best wide receiver. And he gets targeted a lot. So Stafford, you know, he's a big body for him. He gets the most touches out of everybody, so you can't pass him up. Demarius Thomas is very similar. Thomas is another big, big body. Um, he can pretty much outmuscle any cornerback in the league, really. And he can leap over them, too. So Peyton spreads the ball around, though, more than most quarterbacks, I would say. But Thomas was still targeted 143 times with 92 receptions last year, which makes him fall <laughs> in the top 10 for that category, which is, again, elite status. So Peyton has made Thomas a better wide receiver. He was good before Peyton got there, but Peyton just kind of fine-tuned everything, you know, just kind of tightened it up. And he's just getting better oh. every year. you know. So I expect another big year for Demarius Thomas. On that note, too, guys, don't forget about Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, no. Big big year this year, guys. Big year. You can get him low. He'll be worth it. Yeah, I mean, he won't be as big as Demarius Thomas, but definitely. Actually, on that note, wider question. Three. Has anyone's career gotten worse with Peyton Manning? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, literally. I mean, like, think about it. Like, has yes, anyone's stats? Tim Tebow. Even Wes Welker. <laughs> what, that's true. <laughs> Wes Welker's stats were great. He just was out for a couple games, and he was still, what, at 19, number yeah, 17? No, all, yeah, All the Broncos it's wide just, receivers. I just had to pick one. I didn't want to make my whole section about the Denver <laughs> wide receivers. I could have, but I thought Game plan change. It made me a little too much of a homer, so <laughs> instead I'll talk about Antonio Brown. But he kind of flew under Love. the radar in terms of being considered one of the elite <laughs> wide receivers last year. You know what I mean? Not mine. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Him. Like, people knew he was good, <laughs> but he wasn't PPR. mentioned in the mm. same. But he wasn't mentioned in the same breadth of like Demarius Thomas, AJ Green, Josh Gordon. But he had a season worthy of it, you know. Yeah, he did. And it might surprise you and your husband, Courtney, but he had more targets and more receptions and more yards than Des Bryant, wow. who I guarantee will be drafted higher than Brown in most leagues this year. This is this guy is good and he's he's going to be good this year as well. He's a solid pick, so I like Brown. He, he flies under the radar a little bit, but Brown's a good pick. Yeah, who doesn't fly under the radar? AJ Green. How how could he? He is a machine and a oh. very confident pick in your 2014 draft, people. A little leapster, love little green leapster. machine, green machine. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking one of those. I feel like over. recycling. Yeah. <laughs> And going to the restroom. <laughs> what? What? I don't After this know. green machine, like a green machine smoothie. Oh, I've no. never had that. You guys are clearly <laughs> no, not no, that juice it. They're good. I just was, I wasn't thinking the bathroom route with AJ Green. <laughs> I was thinking wow, recycle. Like I like to like mm-hmm. hey ho again, mm-hmm. but Vernon <laughs> thought restroom. This is how we're compost. different, sisters. She thinks compost, and I think hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking draft AJ Green. So that's yeah, where yeah. I'm at still. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. He had over 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns. You know, he is just awesome. I don't need to tell you. He gets lots and lots of targets. He is awesome. 180 targets last year. 180. It's crazy. Love him. Now, I think he only completed 98 of them. But that's beside the point. They're going to go towards him. So, but he gets thrown a lot of those really hard to catch balls, like the crazy like one handers too. Like 
he's one of those players mm-hmm. they just throw it up and, and hope and he makes hope, the play. Hope for the best. He's a Calvin Johnson in that aspect. Absolutely. So yeah. how many of those Andy Dalton interceptions were of those incompletes? Hmm? I I'm don't gonna know. guess I think we might 18 see a, of the twenty, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put that out there. Probably. Yeah. Aww, I think Dalton. we found some mutual Dalton. stats. <laughs> Another one is T.Y. Hilton. I mean, what? he was a bit of the unknown last year. I'm telling you. And now with Reggie Wayne coming back and not being just a decoy, I'm I'm liking him. What? You guys don't like him? I don't. But um, I, had him on, I had him on my team last year. Like, he would get one huge 30-point game, and then he'd get three points for four weeks in a row. Yeah, I think it's just going to be different this year. Everybody's healthy. I, You know, he is a boomer bust player a little bit. He does make big plays more so than he does touchdowns, which can be frustrating because he can get all of his points in the fourth quarter, and that's scary. But I feel like he's going to be in the top 25 wide receiver this year. I like him. I'm on the cold span wagon, guys. Don't listen I was to just going to say, yeah, it's like you trying to make of Peter Hamlin here. Someone's on the Bengals Colts bandwagon, and I'm not quite sure I have tickets. Well, when you're covering the Ravens, <laughs> Oakland uh, people, <laughs> true. you know, you, you gotta pick I your poison. Always, yeah, exactly. I only have so much to deal with. But Oakland <laughs> has shop. <laughs> exactly. That's it's why. True. Notice how he wasn't mentioned in quarterbacks. It's true. It's very true. We need to ask if he's taking house guests. <laughs> Don't give out your address, Shaw. Hello. Uh, Housekeeping. Julian Edelman. Do we like him this year, ladies? No. <laughs> I could do. No? I could do Edelman. No. He's catching yeah. passes from one of the best quarterbacks of all time and under a coach that has made a deal with the devil to win games. I am saying he's a high-risk, high-reward kind of guy. He might not be mm-hmm. in all season. There'll be another person from New England I'll be talking about later in the show that's the same kind of case. But when he's in, he gets your points. And you just kind of have to deal with that fact that uh, he might only be playing half the season. But it'd be a good half of the season. So I like him. And check out his show on YouTube, Burger Time. What? Yeah, no, it's funny. It's really funny. I watched it today. What's it about? It's like he's interviewing his guests, and and his guests, the one I saw was Benjamin on his team, and he's pretending like he's, like, interviewing this big boxer kind of guy, and he's like, I'm not that dude, man. I rode in your car on the way here, and he's like, whatever. Like, you know, it's just, it's good. It's Why good. Why is it and he's like, burger, burger time? time because then they have a burger break. And he's like, I know how you love your burgers. <laughs> so he's like, have you ever seen me eat a burger, man? He's like, well, you're about to right now. It's just good. I can't do Edelman because I didn't even think it was him because he actually was really funny. Is is he actually funny or is this like a Ryan Lochte situation? <gasps> oh, I didn't see Ryan Lochte's situation, but I oh, thought it was funny. Oh my goodness! For, for a football player, you hear Brian laughing. Brian knows show. exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. I thought it was good. <laughs> it was reminded good. me of one of my boyfriends, which, who will remain unnamed. Smart. That just, yeah, that like. The twins are two, triplets are three. Like, it just didn't quite catch on <laughs> to things, and but beautiful. 
beautiful man. Beautiful. But it was just, you couldn't have a full conversation. There was always something <laughs> missing. And as long as you're okay with that, it's fine. But that's Ryan Lochte. That's what happened there. But it seems to me that this is probably a scripted show, Burger Time. Yes. Yes. Mockumentary. And he's, and he's good. Yeah. And he's good that's at fun. acting, I think. I think he's good at reading his lines. So I will check out Burger check Time. Check time. Burger Time. Because now with I'm a y. With a Y, not an I. Burger Time. Right. Yes. Yes. Gotta keep it trendy. <laughs> oh, trending. Oh, running backs are trending. None of them were drafted in their first round, I don't believe. But do you plan? who do you plan on drafting early, Ashley? Tricky. Very tricky. Um, you're right, Courtney. Running backs are generally like the first players to be drafted in fantasy drafts, generally. Um, and they do have immense fantasy value. And part of the reason for that is because there's very few solo running backs now. The hmm. committee's the thing now. Everybody's on a committee. There's always two running backs, featured backs per team. So if you can find a guy that's not a committee, that's fantasy gold. So Jamal Charles, he's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't even know if there's anybody else on the team. Yeah, yeah I think he <laughs> is the chief. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Because we weren't sure if they had a tight end last year, and none or of us cared. Because no. Jamal Charles was the team, pretty much. So, you know, you don't have to worry who will be the hot hand this week because he's always the hot hand, and he's always. the main, he's the main man in Kansas City. So, I mean, he was one of the highest he was the highest scoring running back last year, um, and was tied with Marshawn Lynch for the most touchdowns last year. So, I mean. The icing on the cake for me with Jamal Charles is that he actually gets a lot of receiving looks as well. He's got great hands in the open field. So he's just got, he's just like loads and loads of fantasy value. Love, love (laughs) Jamal Charles. So I have to take a break really fast. So I have a little bit of a nagging cold and I didn't really realize that my nose is going to be running. And I was like looking at my purse just now to try to find a tissue. And all I could find was a diaper. Did you just blow your nose in a diaper? But it's clean. It's clean. I'm a mom. I don't know what you want from me. It's wow. really embarrassing, but I wanted to share with everybody. I can't keep that stuff into myself. Is that because <laughs> everyone saw you blow your nose and do a diaper? Well, I just kind of went, I docked. I docked. <laughs> so you duck out of the screen and then wanted to let us all know that you blew your nose well, and do a diaper. Well, you know, I can't do it for another hour, so it's just how it's going to be. true. I'm glad you shared. <laughs> wow. I'm glad. I... <laughs> No shame. Uh, I, I love YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame in that. This is it's awesome. Uh-oh. Arian oh. Foster, what? Oh. Arian Foster, what? Arian Foster. All right, we'll get to Arian Foster then instead of Speaking diaper of blowing. diapers. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> so Foster, he was hurt last year, very early on. So. There really aren't any stats to back up why you should draft him. But if you've ever played fantasy football longer than a year, you know this guy's a stud. Um, And he's another back that isn't stuck in a committee. So remember, that is gold. So also with a new quarterback, they'll probably lean on the running game for a while, kind of try to tighten things up between the routes and the chemistry between the quarterbacks and the receivers. So that's whoever that quarterback is. Foster owners. Exactly. I mean, that's. Who knows? That's going to be drama, so you know they're just running the rock. So that's good news for foster owners. Zach Stacy. This is a little controversial because some people are really not very high on on Stacy. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I like him a lot. 
You know, I mean, if you do look just at straight numbers, he would kind of indicate being an RB2. But what the numbers don't tell you, I'm sure you guys remember, is how freakishly this guy could not get into the end zone for like three quarters of the season. Do you remember this? How he couldn't get a rushing touchdown? Nobody could get a rushing touchdown. It was yeah, they didn't crazy. have one for ten weeks, right? Ten weeks, like it's uh, crazy. Like they literally did not have a rushing touchdown. I know because I, mean, I covered them. He would have he <laughs> would have welcome. like double digit points, but would be like stopped on like the three yard line, and he <laughs> he would have been probably crazy fantasy value if he would have gone to the end zone a few more times. But I see that happening this year. So I like Zach Stacy, and keep in mind he was a rookie. He was a rookie last year and did pretty extraordinarily well so he's got a whole offseason to get more acquainted comfortable with the playbook i'm on board with zach stacy i like him hop on the wagon with me blow your I'm nose in a it. diaper and hop on the zach stacy wagon i'm on <laughs> <laughs> you know this year i have a lot of great and exciting running backs to follow so i'm kind of excited i'm gonna start off with one of my favorites, Andre Ellington. Love him. I love him. We have him ranked 23rd, which means you can get him for great value. And I think he's going to end up being in the top 15, top 10. I really, really think he's, like, the Cardinals' go-to guy to change this team around to be, you know, it this year. They have a great defense. We saw the Super Bowl defenses win championships. And they plan on giving Ellington the ball a lot. I mean, the coach said anywhere between 25 and 30 times a game. A that will be like breaking records if he stays healthy. So I'm into him. You should be into him. He's good people. Rashad Jennings has found a new home with the Giants this year, which makes him a little, a little unknown at this point of the offseason, but I'm into him. Wilson hasn't been cleared for contact yet, and if it does that, if that doesn't change, I expect Jennings to just move up in the rankings. You know, we already have him at 15. He's going to go really high, I think. And we all know how Coughlin feels about running backs and fumbling. Oof. Jennings does not fumble. Uh, Wilson no, does, does not. fumble. So with Jennings, the only thing that's negative is we're going to miss the angry face of Coughlin when they fumble the ball. I love that face. <laughs> and we all love that face. It's the reason to watch the Giants. It is. However, it is. Eli's still playing for them, right? It's true. It's so true. we'll still get some angry Coughlin. Eli's going to have more of a bounce back year this year. Stop it. Yay, so exciting to watch. <laughs> Brandon and I need to have a Russell Wilson, Eli Manning showdown. Yes. Oh, it's not even close, dude. I agree. Russell Wilson's that bad. <gasps> <gasps> oh, no. So mm, bad. So bad. It's so bad. Oh, mm. let's see here. What is bad? Oakland Please. Raiders. Bad. Yes. <laughs> They've got some pickups this year. We already mentioned Shaw, which, you know, Shaw. But they also picked up MJD. So we have MJD and McFadden now sharing the ball, fighting for the starting position. I'm not exactly sure. What that means for you in a fantasy football sense is that I wouldn't draft one without the other. Because you don't know who is mm. going to end up starting. You don't know who's going to end up getting injured. Maybe McFadden. Probably McFadden. It's true. Yeah. Probably oh, McFadden. Guaranteed McFadden. Which means when McFadden goes out game six, MJD's value is going to go up. MJD is from that area, and he's always been a Raiders fan. So I'm hoping that will encourage him to, like, 
move a little faster, put a little pep in his step, and prove everybody who didn't pick him up in free agency that he still has gas in the tank. So I think you can get him for a good value. And I, I do suggest uh, possibly picking him up. I'm, I'm not against. I'm not against a little MJD. And again, I would pick up McFadden as well oh, late so in the you're draft. Saying only if you handicap yourself with McFadden. I would say handicap yourself. I would take both. Or handcuff. Not handicap. Or handcuff. Handcuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Well, you are kind of handicapping yourself if you do. With both of them. So with both. With both. Your golf game is terrible. It wasn't that big of a slip, actually. It but you might as well handcuff yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see how the Oakland Raiders turn out this year. It'll be an exciting team to watch or not. Too or exciting. Not. So we'll see. Well, um, here we're going to warn you. Uh, here's here comes Brandon's the love affair. Love. Here it love. comes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm going to keep this restrained because all season you're going to hear about what I call ecstasy slash the Chicago Bears, and. Um, <laughs> If you play fantasy football and then there is a bear that is left, um, pick him up immediately. All of them. I don't care if it's the backup kicker. Take him. <laughs> uh, they don't have a backup kicker, actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, let she me put looked. it this way. <laughs> I did. They believe that much in Robbie Gold. Anyway, uh, Matt Forte is uh, with the best offensive coach. He's a pass-catching machine. And Michael Bush is no longer there to steal touchdowns. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, he's a top pick. Uh, I would say I think that most people have it uh, Jamal Charles and LaShawn McCoy. And then it's Matt Forte or Adrian Peterson. But really, that's where he is. You're I saw welcome. some people rank Adrian Peterson first. And I was like, really? Yeah, I did too. Well, because he's a solid thing, right? Because even in his bad times, he's still the, a top awesome. five guy. Yeah. I know, top but five. I feel the I'm same way sure about those top, guys. I'm not sure that number one slot. Consistency. Yeah, it's consistency. I think it's just almost respect. I mean, listen, Adrian Peterson's a machine. This guy's crazy. Awesome. I think he's actually a robot. No one repairs from an ACL surgery like no, that. That's freaking no. nature. So no. I don't even know what to say about that. He I don't know what Matt Forte would do. Yeah, no, <laughs> aliens are on Earth right there. He's, yeah, it, he's the fact. It's him and Chris mm-hmm. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> not real uh, New York, <laughs> so don't worry you guys I'll bore you with Chicago later I promise uh, New York Jets, Chris Johnson so much intrigue so there was this rumor that he had arthritis in his knee and that that's why Tennessee let him go he's saying that didn't happen he is still recovering from knee surgery but uh, Rex Ryan said that Johnson will miss all the OTAs but that they're not ruling him out for minicamp but interestingly enough Chris Johnson feels comfortable enough as a Jet to already be suggesting that they pick up Andre Johnson because he's not happy with the, <laughs> with the Texans like, he's literally like we should go get him I'm like wow we? we're already on a we? like this is a relationship so. you can't drop a we yet you haven't been to camp. Like, I just, it's a little, little it's moving fast. It's the so, Jets. It's Rex Ryan. He calls you once and you're like, oof. He's well, the that. I mean, he wasn't in a situation where he had any, like, elite receivers on his team. And it opens it up for him. Of course he wants a good receiver. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, they did get Decker, and I think Decker's better than what people are saying he is, which is sad. But, um, you know, listen, so last year was his down year, and he was the ninth highest scoring running back on the year. 
Okay, so for the 1,077 yards, six touchdowns, 42 receptions for 345 yards and four touchdowns. Now, here's the thing. His competition is Chris Ivory. He was number 37 last year. More interestingly, he only caught two receptions for 10 yards. Different kind of back. (laughs) Let's put it that way. So if Chris Johnson can get healthy, he's he's a steal. If he doesn't get healthy, he will bust. Just don't watch him. He's another Jordan Cameron, right, where... Half of his points come from one play where he runs 90 yards down the field. So you're stressing for three quarters because he's got no points for you. It's true. Right. But I had him last year and I was very happy. So, Yeah, he really did bounce back last year. So, I mean, good luck for your recovery, man. We need you. I like uh, him. Good for the Jets for picking him up. I like it. I mm-hmm. do, too. I like the whole thing. I like everything the Jets are doing right now. Um, San Francisco Frank Gore, is he Superman? You guys, every year I feel like we have this story of, no, this year he's going to have less production. This year is his last year. And we talked about this with Stefania Bell, actually. And um, once again, it doesn't look like it, guys. Um, He was the 13th highest uh, scoring running back last year. Uh, Now, he only had uh, 141 receiving yards. They may open up some plays to running backs with receiving, but he's 31, Frank Gore. Um, but they have a ton of running backs on that team. A they lot. Cl- a lot tra- of running backs. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So they drafted Carlos Hyde, who was a really, like, kind of this one of the star running backs yeah, that was available, right. right? And then they have Kendall Hunter and um, Marcus Latimer and then LaMichael James. It's crazy. They've all supposedly been the pair apparent, the heir apparent to um, yeah. Frank Gore, but Frank Gore. Uh, Gore just keeps on chugging along. So, so I feel okay with it. I, I, like I say draft him, and you're going to be able to get him at good value. But they're they're not getting rid of him. Bam, bam. Tight ends. I feel like the tight ends is the position where you can get a sleeper, and it's like not going to screw over your team. So let's be honest. We only really expect four points from our tight yeah. ends, unless it's mm. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Big week. <laughs> Big so, week. Yeah. Four points. Who's so it going to be true. in 2014, Brandon? Well, uh, sad story. <laughs> Jermichael Finley supposedly was going to take medical tests today in Green Bay. It was all over ESPN that he's going to try to get medical clearance and rejoin Green Bay. I don't know if you guys remember. He got knocked out knocked in the game out. and knocked like out. hospitalized. Uh, really sad head injury. Well, he's yet to clear any medical tests, and uh, I guess he decided not to take the medical clearance test today in Green Bay. So as of right now, he's still a free agent and not technically able to play. So. What does that leave you? Well, there's this guy named Andrew Corliss. He didn't do um, all that much last year. But, you know, it was so weird because then also, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there for a big part of the year. It just was a weird year for Green Bay. So um, keep your eye on him and keep your eye on the Finley situation. I think there might be something going on there for sleepers. Um, Cleveland. So Jordan Cameron, you were making Jordan Cameron jokes, but three tight ends (laughs) caught over 80 passes last season. One was Jimmy Graham. He's just otherworldly, right? He's just the best. There's no doubt about it. One was Tony Gonzalez. He's retired. No can do. And the other was Jordan Cameron. Now also a beautiful, beautiful man. Not Mm. ugly. No, no, no. not ugly. Um, 
But it's interesting. He caught all of those balls, and he only had seven touchdowns. The stud tight ends, which would be Julius Thomas, Vernon Davis, and Jimmy Graham, all had double-digit touchdowns. So if he can get to there, that's what I'm talking about. And if they but have he, actual yeah. solid quarterback play, once that again, we have the quarterback because Him and Hoyer had great chemistry. Right. Who's so if Hoyer's the guy... But if he isn't, I still think I still think that um, Johnny Football will use a tight end a lot. Short passes. I think I think it'll be really great for him. So anyway, I think uh, you know he's a top five guy. Sorry, Cameron has all the potential <laughs> in the world. So oh, yeah. you know, yeah. So if Absolutely. he let you down last year, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love him. But again, he's just really pretty. But another one, like we said, you, you can't watch till the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's heartbreaking. Nerve-breaking. Um, Julius Thomas, on the other hand, you can watch the whole game. Whole game. The whole game. He had a standout year last year. I mean, being the third highest scoring tight end. Love him. Yeah, no. I mean, and he's like the whole like Orange Julius t-shirt's just too much fun. I don't even like Orange Julius's, but it's still fun. Um... <laughs> But I do love that Orange Julius like always combined with a Dairy Queen because then I feel like I'm still partaking and I just get an Oreo Blizzard Duxture Oreo. <laughs> Same premises, right? It is. Maybe it not. Is. You're still supporting. Yeah. I'm still sure. supporting. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a roundabout way. But uh, he had double-digit touchdowns last year, like Brandon said, which is very hard to come by in the tight end position. And the Broncos spread the wealth around in the receiving core in general. So. Julius was a favorite of Peyton's last year, so fingers crossed he's still loving him for the 2014 season. I think he'll do well. Don't necessarily expect the same exact numbers, but I think it'll be about the same. It'll be around there. I agree. You know, and for me, Jordan Reed. So Reed showed so much potential last year. Like, so much. But he was very much cursed with the whole concussion situation last season, taking him out of action for quite a bit of the year. He just couldn't quite seem to get past his concussion test afterwards. So he was out a lot. Um, but he should be good to go for the coming season. And he was a consistent target for RG3, who was struggling with making plays. And Reed was just kind of like a safe place for him. Kind of that dink and dump situation. So I like him a lot. If he could stay healthy, I think he could be a top five tight end this year. You know, new coach, um, new place for Reed. Let's see. It makes me think of the, that Stefania Bell interview that we did. Um, she kind of scared me off of concussions. She was like, yeah. no, they, they build up. Like, she was very much like, that's not good. And I was like, oh, okay. Same thing with Welker, Finley. It's like, Well, I it's don't why know. they say you're better taking, like, one really hard hit, like, versus all the little bumps, because that's when the, just the bruising keeps building on top of the bruising. And in a tight end position, it's, it's kind of similar to an offensive lineman because you're in a lot of blocking schemes. So that is a little nerve-wracking, but he has had a whole offseason to let it heal. I think he just mm-hmm. was in a situation where he was, and they were clearly struggling last year. <laughs> a little bit of a rough season for the Redskins. And they, they count on him a lot. So I think you could feel okay about it for this season, though. Let's see if Washington can rebuild themselves. New coach. We'll see. We'll see. You know, my two tight ends are complete opposites to why you want to have them on your roster. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> he Gronk. is the definition of high-risk, high-reward player. 
He's only going to be in half the season, people. But when he's in, he's a moneymaker. All right? You know, yes, <laughs> he does get injured a lot. And, yes, he parties a lot. But when What's he's playing song, football. Shake your money, make a like a. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Ashley, that's Gronk's tune. Good yeah. call. I bet he danced to that in Vegas. I bet he did. I bet Hello. he did. Good morning. <laughs> Brandon had to play that song for me. I was like, I still have never heard this song, Brandon. <laughs> I'm happy she played it for you. You know, Sounds he's still like recovering that. from ACL surgery, and he is not committed to being available for game one. But he's still worth your pick. If you're yeah. willing to pick up another tight end right behind him, he he's worth it. When he's in, he gets you points, people. A lot of points. Now... Greg Olson for Carolina is the complete opposite. He is Mr. Consistent. He mm-hmm. is amazing. He will get you your points every week. It's not huge, but it's not going to lose you your matchup. He gets you what you want out of him, and I love that. Love it. And Cam Newton loves throwing him the ball, too, so that's not bad. I just want to throw this out there. I usually wouldn't bring up this stat, but since I just talked about Rob Gronkowski... Greg Olson hasn't missed a game in regular season since 2007. That is awesome, people. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. That's what Banged. you want to see. Banged. We have him ranked seventh, and he fell in eighth last year with over 800 yards and six touchdowns. I think he's going to be the same kind of guy this year. And consistency in tight ends is where you make your money. So I love Greg Olson. He's a great pickup for your fantasy team. I think you just made really good points here, too. So would you, if you were given the choice between Rob Gronkowski and Greg Olson, who would you draft? Um, you know, I had Greg Olson last year. I, I would pick Greg Olson. I would. I, I think Courtney made a really good point that I would, I would have said Olson. But I think if you have in your draft strategy that you're taking two tight ends back-to-back, that you're kind of handcuffing, not necessarily within the same teams. I wouldn't recommend handcuffing another Patriots tight end at the moment. But (laughs) if you know that you have basically in your mind another tight end that you are going to put in every single time Gronk is out, there's a lot of upside because he scores huge points. Pick draft and come back around and draft Greg Olson. He plays half the season and still scores more points than half the tight ends in the league. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you do if you do back to back rounds and pick Olson, you'd pick Gronk and then Olson, then you're you're. It's a win win situation. Absolutely. In this expert draft that I was doing, this mock draft, um, Rob Gronkowski was the second tight end taken off the board in the second round. Second round, Ooh, yeah. That's high. I don't. I see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my money on that. There's I just got, no way. I got Julius Thomas high. in the third round, and I was like, I can't believe. Yeah. That, because to me, the injuries are just. It, it just has to drop him below Vernon Davis and Julius Thomas, in my opinion. At least. Yeah. I I I agree. I mean. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a it's a high risk, high reward. So if you're yeah. willing to spend your money that early on him, then do it. But you better um, have a backup plan. But you better have a backup plan because it's not going to last forever, people. It's going to be a short honeymoon. Morning. <sighs> so after watching uh, the very depressing Super Bowl for us in February, it reminded all of us <laughs> why defense wins championships. Uh, oh, gosh. So which defense is going to win your fan- fantasy football championship this year, Ashley? Which one? 
The Kansas City Chiefs. Love them. Everyone Love. had them so low. I had them way higher I, than everybody else. I know. Well, when you think about who had the best defenses last year, obviously what comes to mind is Seattle and Kansas City. Um, people complain they hadn't played any hard teams, but that just simply isn't true. They played the Broncos I, twice. Yeah, I mean, and and the Chargers were nothing you know to scoff at last year. No. I mean, I don't know why they felt like they had played only easy teams, but, you know, it should be also mentioned that they were the only team that had double-digit touchdowns, defensive touchdowns. You know, I mean, the next closest team only had seven, and that wasn't even Seattle. Different team. The next closest had seven compared to theirs. I think they had 11 touchdowns. So don't be fooled. The Chiefs have a very good defense and it would be an excellent addition to your team and points you can count on. I think it's just because they had a few injuries on the defense late in the season. Late in the season when they forgot about them. When they had a few harder games. Yeah. 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 It was unfortunate matchups for the the certain injuries that they had against the teams they were playing. But they're a solid defense. And my other one is the Broncos. Which, on the flip side, if you thought about good defenses last year, the Broncos were probably one of the last teams you thought of. They were, they were bad. Awful. Hey, yeah, but, but so they're making my list because, am I a homer? Yeah, maybe. But it's also because the Broncos <laughs> arguably were the most aggressive in free agency in terms of trying to strengthen their defense. I mean, they picked up some big names in Tlaib, Ward, Ware. I mean... They're kind of filling the holes where it needed to be filled. And, you know, they made some moves getting rid of Champ. And, you know, it was was time. So I think they could be a pretty solid defense this year. I really do. I think they got a shot. Keep them out of strippers. Well, that's a problem for the Broncos in general. Well, you can go into strippers. They just need to keep them out of strip clubs, Brandon. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what am I thinking? That's yeah. right. And don't it's give not, them a jug to throw at a woman. How yeah. nice is that? Details. It's not BYOB. It's not. Mm. I'll tell you what's no joke is the Arizona's defense. Yeah. Love I, them. Love I have them. them. I, Love. I have them ranked fifth, and that is exactly where I think they'll end up, they ended up last year. Five touchdowns, 20 interceptions, 47 sacks, and an average over 10 fantasy points. That is the key to me. Over 10 fantasy points is their average. That's amazing. That's a great defense to have on your roster, guys. That'll win you fantasy football championships. Love it. Now the Carolina Panthers. They're my scary defense. I love them. They are so (laughs) scary to watch. I don't want to play against them because they are intense. Now, I just told you that Arizona was awesome with 47 sacks. Carolina had 60. Yeah. Six. (laughs) Zero. Holy smokes. Yeah. Amazing. Love, love, love. They do kind of have a hard schedule and a hard division, but I'm into them. I'm not going to give my children up for them quite yet, but I'm into them. Mm -hmm. I like Carolina. It's only OTAs. We can't make that kind of a bold statement yet. No, 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 no. But they're on the radar. On the radar. Um, I'm not going to talk about Seattle because clearly you know you should draft Seattle defense. Um, Obviously. yeah. I am going to talk about two meh defenses. Um, actually, Buffalo's defense is actually pretty good, good. frankly. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, let me pull up this thing here. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but Ryan Tannehill 
was sacked 58 times last year. Oh. I want you to step back and absorb that. (laughs) Because that's what he had to do all season, was absorb the sacks. Ouch, right? I'm hurting too. So he can be sacked. Now, they they have worked on their offensive line, but have they? Is it enough? Um, so they're going to have, they play them twice a year. But the thing is, they're actually switching from a 3 4 to a 4 3 uh, defense. And basically, that's a difference in how the defensive ends versus the, off- or the outside linebackers are used as far as like pass rushing is concerned. And so um, they have a new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. And if you remember him from coaching the Lions, mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous about this. But um, they have a really talented squad. Three of their people went to the Pro Bowl last year. And um, it's pretty exciting. So I, I, think, I think Buffalo is like one of those years that I'm ex- or one of those teams that I'm excited about like a year from now. Because I think last year I said two years from now. And I think I'm on the right path. It should be a good switch, know. though, from the 3 4 to the 4 3. Sometimes you just need that one little tweak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no, a big tweak. It's a big tweak. It's, a big, a, big it's tweak. a big tweak, but it's. Maybe he, you know, Schwartz sees something different than the other coordinate, you know, near about as far as talent on his team and what their strengths are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that they have Mario Williams and he's a defensive end. And it's just kind of like, what role are they going to have him play now? Are they going to move him to outside <laughs> linebacker? It's a little weird. But anyway, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. But it's just something to watch out for. Whenever someone changes schemes, you got to be a little touch and go with them. Um, but let them, I guess, sack poor little Tannehill. Whoa. 58. That just hurts, right? <laughs> so bad. And in comparison, Peyton Manning was only sacked 18 times. He literally yeah. got sacked 40 more times in a season. Oof. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, also, Chicago. So, Chicago was terrible last year. Awful, terrible. which is so weird. The Bears And they're usually great. Wow, so good, usually. Right? It's just bad. It's bad. They tied for the least amount of sacks in the league at 31 with Jacksonville. Sad. So, <laughs> Jacksonville, come on. Um, (laughs) But they picked up Jared Allen, who's a sack monster and has had double digit sacks for for the last, uh, I think it's seven years, um, all on his own. So look for double digit sacks more, hopefully. So I'm excited for them. The guy's an animal. Mm -hmm. I was going to do the whole like stirred up thing. Does he like to stir it up? (laughs) Likes to stir it up. He's culinary academy. Culinary academy. Then he like throws it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flower everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Someone needs to sweep this kitchen. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Well, it'll be entertaining regardless of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. We yeah. love them. We love them. You know what else we love? Kickers. Love them. Well, we can't get through her fantasy football podcast. Without talking about some kickers. Any kickers worth picking up before the last round, Brandon? No. But. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of like the rookie quarterback question. No. Uh, No, it's just like, it's, it's, uh, you know, you have to hold yourself back. You have to be like, no, no. And I'll tell you what's going to be hard for me, Stephen Hauschka, because I love him. So I would, if there was anyone that I would kind of like, maybe it'd be him because he's just fabu. He only missed two field goals the whole season. 
He was the fifth in 2013, and I love him. He's my little pumpkin. Uh, also, there's a little uh, camp camp battle going on for who's going to be the starting kicker in Philadelphia. Alex Henry, he uh, missed five field goals last year um, and then also won in the playoffs. That cost them. It was bad. And so (laughs) people are really angry. (laughs) And so they brought in this guy named Carrie Spear. And the guy has this nickname. It's Murder Leg. It is such a good nickname. (laughs) Murder Leg? I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. I'm laughing. I'm a lot of things with this name. Murder Leg. So it's Murder Leg versus Alex Henry. We'll see what happens. But it's something to think about. Um, And if you get, you know, do look at missed field goals if you lose points for missed field goals. You might be surprised. Aw, sad. You know, we usually agree that kickers go in the last round. But just to throw this out there, the top four kickers had more fantasy points than the top four tight ends, other than Jimmy Graham, of course. And more mm-hmm. points than Pierre mm-hmm. Garçon and Vincent Jackson and anyone that fell below them in wide receivers. They yep. can make your team, people. They can make it. And don't underestimate a consistent kicker. Love them. I'll start off with Mr. Stephen Goskowski. Hi. The man. Oh, he's Bam. the best. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he only had 44 extra points, but he had 38 field goals. 13 of them were 30 yards plus, and 11 of them were 40 yards plus. Boom. That's Boom. fantasy gold. Fantasy husband for sure. And my fantasy husband, Mr. Justin Tucker, who plays fantasy football, so I think he's, like, conscious of it, which I think is a good thing for us. Just throwing that out there. Uh, just throwing it out there. He is, you know, I like that psychology. Guy. I do. I, I, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey. I think they think about us, little people, that have them on our roster when they're kicking that ball. They want to get it in for them, too. Um, but he is amazing, and I expect Baltimore to, to score more this year, giving him a chance to improve his extra points, uh, which was only 26 last year. That's not so hot. But he's going to be somewhere in the 40s as well, and he knows how to kick the ball, guys. He ranked number third last year. He, he's amazing. So I like Tucker. You know, it's funny because we all do our write-ups and then submit our notes to Courtney, who compiles it all together. And Courtney and I were on the same wavelength here. Because I was going to say, there's def- my opinion is definitely different than most people, including Brandon. But hell yeah, you can draft them before the last round. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Courtney, no. like I was saying, with, like what Courtney's saying for those top five kickers, I mean... <sighs> They scored more points than a lot of people that you're drafting in your seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth rounds. Like it's, right. I mean, to prove my point, the top five kickers scored between 179 and 160 points, right? So Goskowski was 169, and I can't remember who was 160, but that's your range for your top five kickers. Yeah. There were over 60, 60, 60 running backs that scored less points than the top five kickers. Yeah. 60. On running team, backs people. on your team. Running backs like Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy scored like 157 points. Less than he didn't play all 16 games. Five kickers. Danny Woodhead, who's another kind of person that people pick up in a flex position, also scored less points. Frank Gore scored less points than Steven Goskowski. 
Say what you will about kickers, but these could be some of the most consistent points on your team. Points that, trust me, you're going to count on when your tight end decides that there's no need to play. Just saying. In fact, like Corey said, you know, I'm like Corey already <laughs> talked about the tight end. So, with that said, uh, the teams I cover, Matt Prater's the only one worth picking up. <laughs> so, after my rant, the <laughs> teams I picked, but he scored the second most points of all the kickers last year and also kicked the longest kick in history. So, the kid clearly has a leg on him. One might even say a murder leg. You don't Perhaps. mean you have you said Matt Bryant. You don't mean Matt Bryant. So you Matt mean Prater. Denver's kicker, right? I said Matt Prater. Oh Prater, okay. Yeah. All right. Matt Matt Bryant is the one I said you can maybe consider okay. if you're in a super deep league. He falls outside the top ten. I think he actually falls about fifteenth. Yeah. Um, that'd be a bit of a stretch. You'd have to be like again kind of a fourteen team league. Um but the only good thing is that the Falcons should hopefully get in a bit more into the red zone, giving him more chances to actually put some points on the board. Because last year was really pitiful as far as him, them even working their way down the field. <laughs> so he didn't have an opportunity to really kick much. But this year it could be entirely different because you've got Julio back, you've got Roddy back, you've got a whole other different running back in the mix. So possibly, possibly. Well, it's going to be an exciting 2014 regardless. It's going to be awesome. Your fantasy drafts are beginning, so hopefully our show got you in the mood for some draft day, baby. Mm-hmm. We're excited. We're ready. We don't draft until September. Mm. So we have some time. It's a ways away. It's a ways, it's a ways away. away. But it's exciting. So check us out on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and hope hop over to our new website to subscribe for our updates and rankings. Until next time, no more faking it.